I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So buckle up! Gonna take a bite of this. Do it, do it. Mm. I'm sure that'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. Kit Kats are crunchy. Kit-Kat. You just held the Kit Kat to the mic. I was gonna break it in half. Can you hear do it? Do it. Oh, that'll pick up. Of like the teeniest like little bit. A little spike. Oh no, there's okay. like Kit Kat shards all over the table. It's fine, this place is a mess. I'm gonna eat them. Do it. Today was tough, Ian. Today and was I'm tough. just, you know, I've been eating this Kit Kat since I got on the train. Really? I took it home, I put it in my freezer, and then I brought it on the train to come to you. Mm. Frozen chocolate's better. See, I like, I don't like frozen chocolate. Why? I like I like melty chocolate. Like, Ew, not really? not so that like like if I'm picking up a Hershey bar, I don't want it like to be soup. But like, I like it when it's just a little like warm, so that it's like malleable, and mm. that's the way I like it. No, I like I like frozen chocolate because it's like an extra crunch, even when it's not a crunchy kind of chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's like a cause snap every time yeah. you bite into it. Yeah, that would be like. The comic book word for Kasnap. Kasnap. <laughs> I know what the name of the episode Ka-snap. is. Kasnap. How would you spell that? K U H dash snap. Snap. Yeah. yeah. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yeah. Like de- like if you're if you're aware of our album art, then mm. it would be in one of those like like spiky thought bubble kind of things. Yeah. So speaking of album art, we got new merch this week. We got new merch, and by merch we mean we got postcards. Well, that's merch. You that's can merch. mail it. You that's can fair. use it. That's I already valid. mailed three or four of them. That's awesome. I'm gonna send one to my parents down in Do NC. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So on the postcards on the front, it has the show and all the show's handles and where to find us available yeah. on all platforms. That's what it says. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the truth. And then you flip it on the back, and it has more comic book. Uh, things that say like bam splash and then you can write a postcard note yeah. and mail it and there's a little space for a stamp yeah so check it out y'all the thing that happened this week is single-handedly saving snail mail exactly yeah you're welcome you're welcome world. america oh you at world uh, i'm i'm optimistic that way well unfortunately on our postcard it only has space for one stamp well so you can't really get it anywhere except america well to our forward but Canadian could, listeners from this week. You could take it to the post office and have it hand stamped for the amount that you pay and then oh, get it to a foreign country. Valid. Yeah. But that requires having to go to the post office. I kind of like going to the post office at the holidays because it kind of has like a sense of merriment where sure. everyone is like standing around like <laughs> waiting to like mail out little packages. That could be fun. I just like, I wanted an excuse to say the word merriment. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um... Eating Kit Kats on the train made me feel a little bit better. And I talked to my mom, felt That's a little good. bit better. For our listeners, we are no longer in the thick of audition season. We are past the thick of it and it headed is, toward... It is in its denouement. Ooh, good word, good Thank word. You. Denouement. And how do you spell that? It's it's spelled like denouement, but I had a professor that always called it like the denouement. So it's D-O-U-N... Yeah, denouement. D-E-N-O-U-M-E-N-T. But if a French word ends in M-E-N-T, isn't that the equivalent of the English L-Y on the end of a word? So we're reaching the finally? Just about. Kind (laughs) of, yeah. Yeah, Well, because it's now March, so like... It is, we're almost there. It's gonna calm down, but yeah. And I was just, you know, I was having a little... I've 
I I have amming. I mm. am having a little moment of ennui for another mm-hmm. French phrase. A little ennui. I was just telling Ian. I just don't think. I don't think I'm going to book a show this year. But that's okay because it means that I can come to Ian's house every <laughs> week for the whole summer, and yeah. <laughs> and we can keep doing the show. And I was just saying, you never know. That's true. That's true. Ian is is far more optimistic. I try to be. You bring, I mean, you bring I sunshine do, to my life. It's like, of course I'm going to be realistic, but also, like, we're in a business where, like, anything could happen, and that sounds kind of trite, but, like, it's true. Like, you could be call, like you could be sitting on your couch eating Cheetos one day, and the next day be called to, like, get on a plane for whatever contract that you didn't remember you were up for well, that's in another what part of the to world me, or whatever. I, in a couple days, my Facebook on this day is going to remind me that I was sitting in bed and watching Gilmore Girls when Stage mm-hmm. of St. Louis called and asked me to do It Should Have Been You when they had called me a week before and told my agent that I didn't get it. So There you go. You're right, you're right. Although what, what was nice about today is I know that the girl who's going to get it, she's a friend of mine and she's totally deserving and I would rather... This isn't like... A bitter, I didn't get it, which mm-hmm. I felt those before. It was more oh, yeah. like a bummer. Exactly, and I had a similar conversation with a friend last night, just about careers and trajectory and how we all sort of go on our own journey. But at the same time, we were both like, "But hurry the fuck up." Yeah, it's real. I was joking to my mom tonight. She was saying something like, "My dad is is gonna be in rehearsal tonight at the community theater," and he was yeah. telling. He's telling my mom he'd be home a little late. My mom was like, he'll be home, you know. And I was like, in six years, sure. <laughs> and then I was like, dad will be home right about the time that I have my Broadway debut. And she was like, no, yours will be sooner. And I was like, no, it'll be six years. I will be 31. That's like pretty, that's pretty precise. I think so. That's I, what you're saying? I, mm, I don't know. I was feeling 27 for a really long time. But I mm-hmm. think what's going to happen... If I can, like, put it out in the universe, I think I'm going to do probably a Broadway tour or something of the like. Something Mm -hmm. of that caliber before I go to Broadway. We don't really have any friends who, like, just showed up on Broadway. They all did Broadway tours, so. Right. I have a couple friends who did, but, like. But did they go to the out of town and then, like, they followed the show from its origin? No, actually. Um, Because I had a couple friends in Allegiance, and I don't think... I don't... Did that have an out-of-town run? It did, yeah. Okay, because I don't think they were in the out-of-town run. Oh, okay. Like, they just got hired for the Broadway contract. They were in Allegiance with George Takei. Yeah, like, they have... Is it Takei or Takai? Oh, I don't know. It's Takei, but it's spelled Takai. Yeah. It's spelled T-A-K-A-I. Yeah. But he pronounces it like it's E-I at the end. Yeah. Takei. I speak Japanese, I know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, also knowing your agency, I have a friend who is kind of on track to do exactly that. Yeah. Who's also with your agent, so. Well, it's, I, you know, it's nice, it's nice to be liked. I mean, everyone in town likes me. Like, I don't have any enemies. I just, you know, I feel like I, I'm, I'm still waiting. Last year was, like, my regional break. Mm-hmm. And I just really, I need, like, just one more kind of upper echelon break mm-hmm. before I feel like my career is like at least in a safety space i may not make a lot of money doing it for mm-hmm. a few years but like yeah so i'm just getting a little down on myself about that because it's it's hard to see people push ahead it's true i get that i get that i'm just watching a lot of it's, friends do the thing that i know i'm good enough to do yeah 
Absolutely. And maybe, I mean, not my friends, but other people, you know, like, I go see Broadway shows all the time, and some people suck. Oh, yeah. Like, they're phoning it the fuck in. Yeah. And I'm just like, if I had that opportunity, I would literally be living my best life weeping every night on the way to the oh, theater. Yeah. Like, I can't believe this is my life. Right. It's stressing me out. I understand. And we all go through those periods. Like, I would be more concerned if you didn't. Right? Like, if I was, like, blasé about this? Yeah. And it's like, I try to be blasé about it, but, like, it's it's terrifying and it hurts a lot of the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just want it so bad, Ian. And you'll get it. We'll, we'll, we both will get it. You're a good person. You do good things. And, like you said, people like you. It's just <laughs> that was cocky. I'm pretty sure not everyone likes me, but I have a couple casting directors going to bat for me, which feels good. Yeah, and today's and today's tough, and you'll sleep it off, and then you'll pick yourself up tomorrow and You're right. get back at it because that's what you do, and like that's what you, Claire, do. Like, yeah. like that's just that's just how you do it. Well, because if I don't, you know, the thing is, is I know a lot of people, and maybe I've had this before, where like you have one or two really big losses of shows, you know, where you Mm -hmm. didn't get cast. And then it throws your auditions for another two weeks. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, this season I was, like, determined to, like, live in the moment and not have any of that weird actor, like, watching myself do scenes. Because I have Mm -hmm. that weird thing where I have shifty eyes. Oh, yeah. You, absolutely. You've seen me do it, too. Like, (laughs) no, I get it, though. Like, I can, I try, I, I strive for the same thing. Yeah, and so, like, tomorrow I have two pretty major auditions, and I just, like, I just gotta, you know, shake it off, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean... It's just hard. You, I mean, if nothing else, you put it aside for those five, ten minutes you're in the room, and then you can go back to grieving, because it's natural. Yeah. I mean, like, La La Land wasn't, like, life-changing for me, but something that... I mean, I was weeping in the theater because I so identified with Mia's journey. Oh, yeah. About, like, doing self-produced work and no one showing up. That's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, going to auditions and having them text the whole time. That's happened oh to me. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, everyone has that one. Right. Going to an audition, like, a callback that you're like, wow, they called me back. I, like, I must be in final contention. Then you get there and there's a lot more people than you expected. Holy shit, I've been through that. Horrible. And I've been through that where not only is it, like, ten guys that look like you... It's 10 other guys that look completely different from you, and then 10 more guys that look completely different from that, and then 10 more guys who look completely different from that. So That's horrible. This to, is, I mean, today was, this was like an ideal callback situation because I was one of four, and they mm-hmm. called us all back at the same time so you could see who was there. Which is rare, a little, kind that hap- of. That's happened to me. It's happened to me before, but like on the first callback, not the final. The sure. final is normally a private appointment because anything can happen and they don't really want you to share that moment with anyone else. Sure. But it was clear today who's going to get the job. And it, like it was, there was, the advantage was seeing like, oh, I could take her, I could take her. Ooh, she's going to give me a run for my money. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you in the room at the same time as them? Oh, or? yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. For one portion. There okay. were There were three different segments. We had a read with one other character. Mm-hmm. Then we all danced against each other in the room. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. And then we read with a different set of people, which that's also really rare is I almost never, at least when, when I've been, since I've been equity, mm-hmm. we have never been asked to read with another person because kind of putting your success in the hands of a stranger, of another actor that may not have 
good training or oh yeah might be shit you know you never know exactly that's happened to me at a dance call where this guy like was gonna tumble me over and i was auditioning for hunter foster and i was like i am not fucking this up Mm -hmm. and so i literally like in a ballroom dance detached my hands from this guy because i was like you're not fucking me up Mm -hmm. and then i made it to the end and then i (laughs) didn't book it on the same day that i didn't book the national tour of kinky boots two in one Wow. My agent gave me lots of bad news that day. Uh, and that was see, two, that was a year and a half ago and it still hurts. But that's also <laughs> but that's like also why like and I applaud you for like getting the direct feedback because I will like not. I will not like I will just kind of be like that's out in oh, the no. universe. Bye-bye. I don't if ask I see you it. again. Great, but yeah. Oh no, I'm not asking for it. Oh, my they're just agent, calling you, being like, so. It's because these casting directors like me, and they don't know what to do with me, so they always call and they're like, "Hi, Claire's agent. <laughs> Claire did great, but it's not going to work out this time for the following 16 million reasons." Well, you know the Jesse Mueller story, right? No, tell me. She Will it make had, me feel better? I think so because she had a very similar experience. She was doing. She was nose to the grind zone, pounding the pavement, and she always was in final consideration for all these things with a yellow post-it note in the top right corner with the words, not yet. And then that finally amounted to something. And I forget what it was, if it was on a clear day you can can see forever or if it was the uh, Into the Woods in the Park. But finally it was, like, finally, after so many not yets, there was the one that set it off. Yeah. And she's been working ever since, and she's brilliant and talented, as are you. So... It's You're nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so it's it's there. It's yeah. there. Oh, well, listeners, if you're still with us after this dirge of a pity party, I really appreciate it. I, I'm, and if guys, you can relate, isn't Ian the nicest? He's the fucking you. nicest. And if you can relate, I mean, like, right in, like, please, like, we all need to commiserate over this. Like, we really do. I mean, most of the people that listen to us are artists in their own right, and. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, all of our guests have also been. Yeah. And I really, I do derive joy from this. And I really do, I'm reminded that even when it's like, oh my gosh, we're so tired. Like you and I are both just like, all right, let's do it. Let's make it a short episode. But every time we've declared it's going to be a short episode, we run long. Exactly. Because we're loving it. There's, there. I mean, there's definitely something therapeutic about this because we just get to sit and talk and have a conversation and... Share ourselves with the world. I know. I really think we should do that brunch episode we were talking about. The problem is, is there might be so much ambient noise. Right. It depends on where we go. I guess we'd have to sit outside. Ooh, I have an idea about that, but we can okay. talk about that. Because um, I had a friend. We, it would it would require buying more equipment, but it would pick up the sound more. Buying directly. more equipment, Ian. Are we made of money? No. No, we don't have any money. Because the GoFundMe <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> disappeared. I guess it's because if you don't get any donations, which They're is not just a big like, man. So last episode we talked about that and I took it out because I was like, it's a little embarrassing. But oh, no, okay. let's no, but let's be real. The the go go fund me, the I was gonna say indie go go fund me. The indie go go fund me. The best exotic marigold hotel. <laughs> the second best exotic go-go indie fund me. Yes, yes. Our go fund me. <laughs> I can't even remember what the name of it is. It disappeared, which sucks. Um, but it's because we didn't really like push that too hard. Yeah. I really do honestly care more about rates and subscriptions. Yeah, me and, too. Yeah. I rate the show, guys. Five stars, please. Five stars. Five stars. 
If every person that had listened to the show had rated us five stars by now, we would have easily been on a chart. Absolutely. So, guys, do it. Please. Do it. Please. Please. Don't we see you the hear stats. Us? We know you're out there. I'm so sad. Oh, we see the we stats, see honey. You. Especially for two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Man, we had some serious listenership. Kevin T. Porter maybe, coming through. Maybe it's because people don't like the show, and but they're, but they're too lazy to say no to put a one or two star rating. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's like, I'll I don't give know. A book. I don't know how I feel about that either. <laughs> no, no. You guys, um, you wouldn't keep listening if you didn't like it, right? Right. Or feel bad for us. Ooh, right. is it Ooh, that? Oh, gosh. Mm. I certainly hope not. Ooh, golly. Golly. <laughs> All right. Well, on that morose note, yeah. how about we go to the thing that happened this week? Do you want me to start off? Because mine's like kind of sad too. Like, no, no. I'll tell. I'll tell something funny. Okay. Okay. We'll go. We'll go. Sad. Funny. Sure. Sad. A, funny. A, a sandwich. Yeah. A sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich. A croque monsieur. We. We. We speak French, guys. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Nous parlons. We oui? parlons. We. Oui. Nous parlons. Nous parlons français. français. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my thing that happened this week happened at the audition today, and yeah. it is a little glimmer of hope, but I also am a huge dum-dum. So... <laughs> Elaborate. Okay, so we were at the dance audition, and I guess there's another show that this particular theater is casting that they wanted to see some people, like, on it. The, the dance... Uh, the choreographic staff on the other show wanted a video of people dancing for this call to put them in contention for both shows. They just couldn't be there today. Sure. So, just so everyone out there knows, it's against union protocol to record union members at auditions depending on the agreement the theater has with equity. Mm-hmm. So, some theaters cannot make any recordings at their auditions and cannot keep archival copies. Some theaters can do no recording and keep archival copies or vice versa. And then some have free reign, like the National Tour of a Chorus Line did that documentary, Every Little Step. But that is extremely rare. Almost never happens. Yeah. Recording and auditions is is bad news bears for many reasons. Yeah. So, (laughs) they're like, hey guys, we need to make this request. Our assistant has her iPad. We need to record for this other show. Um, Is everyone okay with it? And I don't know, I haven't read the bylaws on this theater's agreement. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't, like, gotten down into the nitty-gritty of the, you know, whatever. Who the fuck does that? So, I just know what the job pays and when it starts, okay? And then once I get the agreement, I read it, you know, ad nauseum. Exactly. But I'm like, so then I'm looking at the casting director, who's my friend, and I'm, like, looking at her, and she's looking at me, and she can, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine, sounds okay to me, I guess. And I'm looking at her. I don't say anything. I'm, like, terrified because I've never been put in that situation before Mm -hmm. without knowing whether or not it was legal. So I look at her. She's looking at me. And they're like, is everyone okay with it? Like, they ask again. And I don't say anything because I'm just, like, petrified. And finally, he, the, the artistic director of the theater, like, the guy in charge of the audition looks where Holly's looking, where the casting director's looking at me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, and he's like, are you, do you have a, do you have a question? And I was like, is that allowed? Like, <laughs> it's a valid question. And it was a dance call of just nine of us. So it was pretty small and intimate. So I yeah. was like, is that allowed? And he was like, oh, huh. 
And the woman who was holding, like the woman, another woman in the room that was assisting the assistant get the iPad set up and everything, she looks up and she's like, yes, it is, yes, um, we just need a verbal agreement. Like a, mm. we, in our agreement, we need a verbal agreement from you or you can opt out and say you're not comfortable with it. He's And so then the artistic director's like, are you comfortable with it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I guess, yeah, <laughs> sure. And like everyone's looking at me and I'm so embarrassed because now I've contradicted them. And then he looks back at me and the woman who knew about the rules, he was like, you know she's the vice president of equity, right? What? (laughs) Yeah, so this was Paige Price. So I didn't tell it very well, but essentially in the room is the casting director, the artistic director, Mm -hmm. the assistant with the iPad, and the woman who's in charge of the assistant ends up being the vice president of equity. So then he's like, you know she's the vice president of equity, right? (laughs) And everyone starts like giggling. And because none of us fucking knew. Right. Like, or if people knew, like, I've never seen her face before. Exactly, yeah. I voted for her. I voted for her. I voted for her. <laughs> yeah. So so then I start panicking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, clearly, and I, like, said this out, I was like, clearly I'm a dweeb. I'm the only one that cares about this. I am so sorry. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's good for you to ask. Oh my gosh, no, no, no. That's great for you to ask. And from across the room, the vice president, she's like, do you want to run for council? <laughs> what? <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, no, my God, we need more people like you. That's really cool, though. It was so nice of her to throw me a bone because I clearly, I like really fucked up. Like, first off, I didn't know who she was. I mean, I wouldn't have known either. Her name was outside the door. I should have looked up who was in the room. Like, I'm a dummy. Sure. But then also just like, I, just, I was just, I, I felt... Like, what if I hadn't said anything and it had been against equity laws and we had given verbal agreement and then we were all blacklisted? Like, and Mm. so then at the end, I was just like, sorry, I just didn't want to get anyone in trouble. He's like, like, the artist director was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Like, it's all good. And they were all like, oh, (laughs) Claire, you're so funny. And I was like, I was serious, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny, guys. Yes, yes, I am. So anyway, that's what happened this week. I wow. contradicted the direction, the director of the show while simultaneously undermining the vice president of Actors' Equity. I, but like, I that's, suck. No, but like that's... <laughs> I suck. But see, here's the thing. It's like Claire knows the like these details like forwards and backwards. And I'm just like, yeah, like this thing happens. And I'm like, this is going well. And, I'm, and, then, and then you'll be like... <laughs> There are four laws against that. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay. Um, well, the other like, thing is, too, what pisses me off about the situation is whenever anyone asks you if they can film your audition that mm-hmm. is part of the decision-making process, if you say no, they don't have the, what they need to make the decision. You are taking yourself out, out of, of the, the running. running. Well, I know... Which is impossible. I mean, I could have said no, but then they wouldn't be able to film any of the dance groups. Exactly. I, oh. Now... Without giving away too much information, have you been, have you, well, we can cut this out or not. Um, yeah, just ask. Have you been in the room with, like, Telsey for appointments? Because they film everything. So, yes, because most of the things that Telsey auditions for, auditions actors for, mm-hmm. are leak production contract. And leak production lets you take archival okay. copies of all auditions. Got it. So when I was in... When I was in for the national tour of Kinky Boots, they filmed, the first time, mm-hmm. they filmed my audition, my final callback. Jerry Mitchell was there, and they filmed my final callback for Cindy Lauper and, and, uh, Harvey. and Harvey Firestein. Yeah. For, uh, for me, it was that they had, like, they had to send it to Stephen Schwartz. Because <laughs> cause I guess they... 
That kills me. Can you right? imagine? Like, you're just sitting there, like, waiting for Steven Schwartz to watch your movie. Like, oh, right? my God. Um, One time he yeah. sat behind me at a bar, and someone was like, Claire, that's Steven Schwartz. And I was in a production of Children of Eden at the time. Nah. And I was like, oh, my God. But he was clearly ha- at a business dinner. And I was oh, like, I'm not going to fuck this up. I went to um, Glasshouse Tavern after the Gypsy run of the Spring Awakening revival. Yeah. But because it's the Spring Awakening revival, Jonathan Groff and Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> and half the cast of Hamilton are sitting behind us. Yeah. Like, we just went there because it was literally my first day back in town from uh, a contract a couple years ago. And Wait, the cast of Hamilton? You mean the cast of In the Heights? No, the cast of Hamilton. Wait, when was this This then? was... This was... Wait, you said you went to the Gypsy Run of Spring Awakening? Yeah, the revival. Oh, oh, so this the was, Deaf West production. Ex- yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, I because you said Jonathan Groff, so I was like, oh, well, okay, but, it was 2007. I mean, like, I mean, like I, he was there, though. Like, he and Lynn, well, I mean, like, because it was the right, Gypsy Run, like, right. everybody's there. Okay, um, yeah. And but, you're upstairs at Betty Bar. Oh, no, you went to Glass Tavern, we not Hourglass. Glass. Yeah. I had, I had Hourglass. <laughs> um, and so, like, I turn around and I'm like, Tyler, my roommate, like, Tyler Lindman and Will Miranda's right behind me. And she's like, what? 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 You know he would be so nice, too, if you walked he up and would. you were like, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Well, yeah, I mean, it was really cool because the entire cast from Spring Awakening was there as well. Yeah. And, like, it was a fun night. Like, half the cast of King and I was there. Half the cast of Hamilton was there. Michael Arden passes behind me, and I go, love your work, dude. And he <laughs> goes, thanks, dude. Like, it was so cool. Oh, I love that. Um, but, yeah. Did I tell you about the time Anthony Rapp pushed me? What? We were like crossing the street. That's so and funny. And he was like on his phone or something or like like listening to something. I can't remember, but he had a big backpack and I guess he was trying to get his backpack like beyond me and <laughs> it was like at 40th and 8th, you know, it was pretty busy there yeah. and he like kind of pushed to cross the street and I was like, "Whoa, Anthony Rap." <laughs> but then I like looked up and I was like, "Oh, he's going to his matinee at if then." Okay, yeah. fine, whatever. Did you see if then? I didn't. I went I saw that show because my roommates company got like free tickets one yeah. night and so she was like are you like you want to come with tonight and i was like duh so duh duh you can't and that shit down edina menzel broke character like <gasps> towards the end of the first oh act and it was insane because like I, I don't know exactly what happened but then like she started laughing her scene partner started laughing there was a scene down below lights come up on edina menzel and this other girl and edina menzel goes oh shit how much did you guys pay for this, for this tonight? And the entire <laughs> mezzanine roars in laughter because we all got in for free. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? For free? Because they just gave my roommate's company like 50 free tickets. Oh my gosh. That and like, me. And I know that they'll do that like if they need to fill the house for like, well, re- but, for like producers or reporters or whatever. But like. when Equity gives us free tickets... Mm-hmm. They tell you specifically on them, like, do not mention Actors Equity at the box office because they don't want anyone nearby to overhear that you got it through nepotism mm. or through, I guess, not like nepotism. through the union. Through business comps. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, through business. Yeah. Thus endeth the first the tangent. first tangent. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else to say about this, but... Have you ever been a deputy? Yeah. I oh, believe and it. That was I believe the, it. So that was the other joke was the... Uh, was the artistic director. So she was like, will you run for council? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm the worst. And then the artistic director was like, well, she's your deputy now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I yes, yeah, so I, I was deputy on my national tour. Okay. And it actually was kind of, so for those that don't know, um, our union makes one person who's not the stage manager in the Actors' Equity company of the show 
be a deputy, which really just means that if someone has a private concern where they feel that equity needs to be notified of some sort of misgivings with the union protocol on the job, mm-hmm. that the deputy is the person who fills out the paperwork and sends it to the national office. And in a rare circumstance, can mitigate votes for changing lunch times and random stuff like that. Yeah, there was actually one other time... Uh, this can be like a little baby tangent. Mm-hmm. There was one time where on the first day of any equity job, we have an equity meeting and mm-hmm. we nominate the deputies and then we talk about all the rules. And uh, <laughs> and at one meeting, I happened to offhand say something about a past job I had. And it turned out that that was against equity protocol, but really? I was non-union at the time. Okay, It wasn't something I did. It was something I witnessed. And I said it to a friend, but the equity business rep that was there at our rehearsal overheard me telling this story from like years ago she called me while we were on the road and was like hey claire i just need you to retell this story to me that i overheard you say and i was like oh well it was a long time ago because i don't want to get my old castmates in trouble oh, yeah and i was nonic at the time like i just i was like shut your mouth but you were in an equity house or? i was in an, i was okay. in, uh, yeah okay and uh and i had witnessed stuff that was against equity protocol but i didn't know what it was at the time yeah. So anyway, so it's like years later, and the business rep is like, "Hey, Claire, will you snitch on your old right? like, coworkers?" Like, what the hell? Is it, so, but equ- that's just to say, equity takes this shit really seriously. Oh yeah. And so the fact that I was like brazen enough to be like, "Guys, I think this is illegal," and then they were like, "No, no, <laughs> vice president is here." I was we're like, okay. I was like, "Okay, fuck!" Like, <laughs> I just. Oh, it was uh, the worst. I that's just like a happy so accident, though. Like, I know. Like, if you're going to, like... But that's also, like, I'm a dummy. I should know who's in the room. Yes, but also, like, you. I mean, no one... Like, why didn't... Also, why didn't they say, like, hey, like, we have the clearance to ask exactly, you this? Exactly, yeah. Like, like when it I, goes both ways, I think. There was another theater that wanted to record the non-ex dancing in an audition, and they were like, all right, equity members, we have in our agreement that we're allowed to record auditions of non-equity members. We need you all mm-hmm. to stand very far to that wall so you are not on this recording. And it's like, that's the way you present that information. Exactly. So anyway, I just felt like a dummy, and it was really nice of them to laugh it off with me, but then later I was talking to the guy who I was reading Cross from, I was like, buddy, tell me honestly, was that really bad? He was like, no, it was diligent. And I was like, I think so. He was like, we were all thinking it. And I was like, then fuck you guys. You threw me on the <laughs> fucking bus. Like, <laughs> oh God. Well, good for you for doing the right thing. I mean, I guess, but it might have cost me the job. But you did the right thing. Oh. I, know, <laughs> I know, like, and I know where you're standing right now with all of that, but, but I applaud you for doing the right thing. All right. Well, thanks, and like, buddy. Yeah. I just feel stupid. This business is ridiculous enough There's as no it is. There's no way to get this right. And now, man, this casting director is going to go back to the casting office and be like, guys, you will never believe what Claire did today. <laughs> she made sure we were following the rules. Oh, God. I just... Oh, I'm such a dummy. You are not. Oh, it sucks. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Thus endeth my thing that happened this week. Mazel. Mazel, honey. My mazel. <laughs> All right, All right. So my, what about you? Uh, so the this week I went to a funeral for the first time in about like five years. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. And it's okay because the story that goes with that is, yes, she was my grandma Joan, but she was... Your grandma died? Y- yes. 
But it's complicated because it's a side of my family that isn't technically blood related. Um, But we are closer with them than certain parts of our family. Okay. And I'm not saying that this is, like, that this warrants anything I'm about to say, but just being honest about how I felt about all of it. Sure. So the grandma who died was someone I was just not very close with. Yes, she had been in my life my whole life because I'm the youngest in my entire family, but it wasn't the same as, like, my grandma's, like, my mom's mom, my dad's mom. And maybe that sounds horrible, and I'm sorry if it does, but as a result, and, like, my mom texted me about it. Like, then I'm not faulting her for that, but we knew, like, we knew she was in hospice. We knew she wasn't doing well. Like, we were... Um, cause my grandmother was in hot, my mom's mom was in hospice. So like we, we've been through like, okay, mentally preparing ourselves. This is going to happen like any day now. But I got the text at work. And so I just kind of had to like stop what I was doing and just sort of think about how I need to process it and think about how I'm supposed to feel and how I do feel and. Well, it and was where you work weird. is very busy, so I'm it sure it, it's helpful that you're working in stock now. You can, like, take mm-hmm. a moment in a back hallway and, like... Which is exactly what I did. So I told one of my supervisors, I was like, listen, this just happened. Like, I'm okay. I, like, I, like, I need... And if anything, I need to be here to dive into something on my own. Like, do, like, do some sort of project on my own and just let it sit and let it process. And totally. let it ruminate and then go from there so i mean no matter what it sucks and there was someone who came up to my cousin at the funeral and and the cousin is the actual the actual direct blood descendant okay so one of uh, a friend of the family came up to her and was like i'm so sorry this fucking sucks and like no matter how you put it like that's that's what it is right now. It sucks. Yeah. You're going to look back. You're going to have amazing memories. You're going to laugh. You're going to like feel so much joy about it. But right now, it sucks. And that's okay. And that's just what it is. And I what was like... What a wise way to think about that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know you, but I'm obsessed with you. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. I waited for her to leave. And so I could lean to my cousin and be like, I don't know her, but I'm obsessed with her. Um, but it was... But at... Then, at that same token, the rest of my family is now in North Carolina. And by the rest, I mean my mom and dad. So they weren't, they tried, but they weren't able to come up for the funeral, and they asked me to go to represent them. And they said, like, it's up to you. We are in no way, we don't want you to feel obligated. Like, you don't feel like you have to, but we are asking if you could. And I was like, I was like, I'm still yeah. processing the the death. Let me like just let me like just let me sit, yeah. and then like so I texted them the next day. I was like, okay, like send me the uh, send me the um, address of the funeral home, and then I and I rented a car for like seven bucks an hour, which like go zip car like yeah whatever deal was going on. I got a Honda Fit for seven dollars an hour. Oh gosh, and we're old enough to rent like real a cars. Car. Yeah, yeah, which is frightening i actually have friends who are on like zip car things together like they all toss money in the pod and you just like let everyone know you're using it it's a great idea that's a great idea you have like, to really trust them though because oh, yeah. one person could really maximize that shit and oh, yeah. fuck over everyone else i mean i could definitely see that like if a group of friends went on a road trip and like split the like split the cost um but yeah i mean that's like that's what we should do oh yeah 
Canada. Canada. I'm to- honestly. I love Canada. I'm, can we can we do Niagara in like a few weekends? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let me know Let's when you see. can take off of work and we'll go. It might not be till like May. Okay, May's fine. Yeah. Because I'm going to be in France for most of April. Oh, oh yeah, that's coming up. Ha-ha! That's so exciting. Um, but yeah, so it was the first time I really had to process any sort of loss in the family in a while. Sure. Which is a blessing because when my mom, the last person in the family to die that I was close with was my mom's mom, and that was my freshman year of college, and... I like something about it like we were a lot more prepared for it I guess I think part of it was like we didn't have a funeral we didn't have a ceremony like we cremated her and we had a party like because that was like what was in her will was right so like, what was the setup of this particular funeral for this the, the dying's wishes very traditional okay um because that's a very Jewish side of my family so they're right so explain that to me because I know that there are yeah. quite a bit of ritual yeah. and so I mean like any like any religion, there's different sects of it. S-E-C-T-S. Um, and so... <laughs> I love how you had to explain that. There's a lot of sects in of any religion. religion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, like, I was raised very reform, which is, like, the liberal side of it. Okay. Then from there you have conservative, which is, like, a step closer to, like, following it closely, more closely to the book. From there, like, you have, like, orthodox, you have... Um, Hasidic, and, like, it keeps on getting more and more... Intense. Intense, and I was going to say extreme. Traditional, but, like, almost to an extremist level. Like, there's extremism in all religions, but that's another conversation. Right. So this side of the family is conservative, borderline orthodox. Like, my uncle would go to temple every day if he could. Okay. My cousin is, is religious. She's definitely, like, more... Observant. She's observant. That's the word. She's observant. Okay. So this was very simple. We go to the funeral home. There's a little chapel. We all sit down. We The rabbi leads some prayers, and there's a eulogy. Are they in Hebrew? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and they're sung, um, some of Some of them. A lot of them are, like, cantorial. Okay. But um, in this case, like, a couple were spoken, a couple were sung. It was actually very swift. Like, it was a very quick service. Funerals are fast, though. They unless are, Unless people get up and start talking. Right. Um, and with oh, that, no, I, I mean, shut your chit-chat. No, I lied. I had a friend pass away, like, right after I graduated college. Right, but, that familial, was... but familial funerals are completely different it's than true. someone you're not related to. It's true. It's I knew true. exactly what you meant. So, like, that's, so, like, that's why, like... That's why it's a weird in-between ground for, like, how I was processing it. And, of course, like, it's fucking sad and it's dark and, like... Right. Like, now it's like, who's next? But I would almost argue on that point that funerals of friends are a hundred million times harder than people in your family because normally the people in your family will probably be elderly. Mm-hmm. You probably have some time to plan. They probably exactly. have a life insurance policy. Yeah, like, like there's you you prepare for it. Like there's yeah. a, a, a there's an amount of preparation. Um, there was only one death in my family that was like kind of a shocker last minute happened mm-hmm. overnight, but it was also like she had cancer a few times and yeah. survived it and like her body was tired, you know. Yeah. She probably aged 20 years in the last 7. So mm-hmm. like, you know, and yeah, but this this service was very simple. Very... How did the Jews feel about uh, 
like, so is everyone Jewish cremated or no, is that actually frowned actually, upon? It's, it's pretty frowned upon. That's um, what I thought. Because Jewish, because there's Jewish cemetery, so the tradition, and like it's only frowned upon because of Which tradition. Yes, Jewish ter- cemeteries are having a moment right now. Legit. Anti-Semitic people can go fuck themselves. Fuck the fuck off. What the and fuck? fuck off and die in a hole. Okay, it fucking kills it. Here comes, here comes tangent number two. Go for it. People, it, it makes me fucking crazy when people will only designate a terrorist attack, quote unquote, as a person on person, like, like a mass killing of some kind yeah. or a mass attack. I'm like, if you push over and spray paint on the gravestones and the synagogues of an entire religion, just because no one died or got hurt physically doesn't mean that that pain is not real. That is a terrorist attack. That is a terrorist attack. Oh, it makes that me so is, crazy. That is 100% a terrorist attack oh because that God. is legitimately a hate crime. Oh my God, it makes me so crazy. But people are like, oh, it's a hate crime. It's Americans on Americans. So that's not terrorism. But I'm no, like, that's, that's domestic terrorism. I'm like, those people live down the street those are exactly those are the same (sighs) those are the same mentally mentally unstable white people and yes i said it white people yeah they're fucking white that are carrying out mass shootings yeah dylan roof like anyone who like dylan klebold eric harris that's anyone named dylan no um oh gosh no sorry well the the one we just lost our whole demographic of people named dylan (laughs) people Um, who look exactly like you right Um, the only i mean honestly the only like major modern exception recently was sangui cho who committed the virginia tech shooting mm -hmm. and sangui was i mean all of these guys are clearly like mentally ill any person who pulls out an attack like that but saying we like suffered from schizophrenia and it's like you know there's always it always comes out after the fact that this person was mentally unstable or has a history of domestic violence of some way or both there's always something that comes up after the fact that this person was not like, this person should not have been well, carrying a gun in the first place. What makes me even crazier, like, on top of the actual act of it all, it's that people, like, okay, let's say the San Bernardino shooters. Mm-hmm. They were they were of a Middle Eastern background. Yeah. And people were definitely making that a thing. And it was like, they, they gave it up to ISIS. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, the, the guys who committed the Boston Marathon bombing are giving it up to the Islamic State. And it's like... You have to know that if they're not mentally ill, they have been clearly coerced, mm-hmm. tortured into joining a group that they probably didn't want to and are now brainwashed to be a part of it. It's like, have some compassion. These people are lost. Like, yeah. I'm going to cry again. These people, like, need us to, like, intervene. And it really upsets me that everyone's like, oh, they're a terrorist. Go fuck yourself. And it's like, all right, Yes, go fuck yourself. That's really fucked up. But also, what does it take for a human to do that to another person? How does a human... And how do we as people stop it from going that far? I know. And it's like the stigma of mental health in this country. It's like literally the root of all of this. Legit. It just... It kills me. And it's just like... I, I just need everyone to sit down and watch Life is Beautiful. Like, they'll just understand so much more. And... Oh, uh, anyway, I didn't mean to make it all about that. It's okay, but back to my funeral story. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, this is such a sad episode. I know. Guys. Such a sad episode. Okay, but that uh, being said, thus endeth the second, the second tangent. tangent. I'm so which, sorry. No, don't apologize because like Well, that's... no no apologies for standing up for for the Jewish community because I'm uh, standing up for all marginalized Well, because here's the thing. It's like and I, I tweeted something the other day about like 
treating people like other people should not be in question. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Like, just because a person makes me feel uncomfortable on the train because they, you know, I don't understand them or they're staring at me or they're speaking in a foreign language in a very angry way on their phone. It's like, I think they're having a bad day. 90 out of 100 times, I find myself being like, okay, benefit of the doubt. That's not creepy. I'm just, I'm just being a white asshole. Like, yeah. And like, but like, that's our privilege. It's like, we like, oh, that is my privilege showing so hard. But like, but you recognize that. It's like, and we were, and I was talking about this election night. Maybe tangent number two is not over yet. Um, (laughs) But we were talking about on election night because of the results. And we were like, white people, them being uncomfortable is like, is fear. But for any other, any other skin tone, what have you, like, religion, etc. If you're marginalized in any sort of way, fear is you're afraid for your life. Yeah. And... The only time I experience that, and it might actually be rooted in being a white woman, mm-hmm. is when I'm followed or catcalled. I fear for my life. I fear but rape. That's, but that's legitimate. Every woman I know has... Yes, done. exactly. Regardless, like, one of my good friends lives around the quarter from me. She's like half... I think she's half Puerto Rican or half Cuban. I don't remember We're exactly. We're really bad with these nationals. We are so bad. That's also <laughs> our privilege showing. That, it but, is. But she always talks about how she is, like, objectified and catcalled and stuff. And, yeah. like, I don't think that... Uh, that's something all women could come together on is that all women are catcalled and objectified and that is bad y'all yeah really um, gross and we're headed into the summer I can already feel it happening Jesus Christ oh okay thus ended the second it's tangent thus ended the thanks second for going tangent. to that place with us y'all yeah guys it's important this it's episode important. is for real for real today this, this is for real for real yeah for real for real for, for real. real for real not for play play not anyway, for play play um so as we were saying um there's a very traditional way to do everything in Judaism. Okay. And death included. So you, and it is in a way a celebration of the life as sad as it, as sad as death is, but you go, you celebrate their life in temple. You say some prayers over them. Um, I was a pallbearer, so I had to help. Is there any kind of like open casket deal? No, there's no wake like there is in Christianity, but there's a week long shiva call. So, okay. So you go, you bring the, uh, I was one of the people who helped roll the casket out to the hearse. From there, Yeesh. you go to... That was weird. Like, that's when it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, there's a dead body in here. Yeah. Um, then from there, and I had to go back to the city, but um, so I wasn't able to go to the cemetery, but traditionally, you go to the cemetery, you say some more prayers. There's one prayer that every person who went through Hebrew school knows, the Mourner's Kaddish. And you say it because you say it at everything because you're always praying is that for your day. No, um, well, it's that is in there. Um, it always starts Yikadavli uh, Yikadashim Um But that one at people's bar and bat mitzvahs and at weddings, like it sounds really jubilant. What's the name of that uh, one? Shema Yisrael and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, well, I, I think it's. I, I don't want to get the music wrong, but it sounds very like bouncy, like Eloheno, da, 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 da. Not the horror. I don't know. No, no, no. The horror is completely okay. I, I'm no. I have an idea. I'm besmirching the entire Not at all. Israeli. Not at all. Because because at the same time, I'm like I all know of the Hebrew people. <laughs> there's like a number of like traditional. Oh, oh my God! I had it for the slightest split second, you know and what I'm I forget. Talking about? 
And you can sing it in in temple before they step on the glass. Exactly. Exactly. Which that's I've always I've never been to a bar bat mitzvah. I've never been to a mm-hmm. Jewish wedding. So when you get married, it's gonna be really exciting. But I can't wait to watch you step on that that's glass. Like, I can't wait. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Um, and like you don't do that at the bar mitzvah, but like at the wedding, you know, so, just at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so you then you go to the cemetery, you say the prayers, and then there's a week long festival at your house. Because Fun, kind of like New Orleans. Kind of. Okay. Um, I mean, of course, it's to pray for the deceased loved one. The rabbi is always there, like at least once a day, sometimes twice. It could be three times, depending on how, how just close how you far are you'll rabbi. go. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like when my dad's mother died, um, that was the more religious side of that family. So we did like a week long. The rabbi was there twice a day. Um, Jeez. And, but also it's like, you celebrate that person's life. Like, you come together. You have it catered. Like, you just, you, you, it's part of the process. And, like, it's a very, I've always found it very therapeutic and very happy. You know, because you're always, because you're surrounded by loved ones. I Um, like that. For my mom's mom, because that was insanely untraditional, but, like, that was my grandma. Like, I was, (laughs) tangent two and a half, I was at Cats last week, and I was like, you know what, I feel for Grizabella, because that's my grandma. Like, she was someone who... Oh, Cats on Broadway. Cats on Broadway. I thought you meant Cats' Deli. No, I was at Cats on Broadway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not an unreasonable um, thought, though. Right, because we were in a a Jewish line of talking. Exactly, and my grandma lived near Cats' Deli. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so long story short, my grandma's Grizabella the Glamour Cat. And... Aww. But, so traditionally like you do all of that for my grandma it was my mom's mom rather it was we cremated her we had the shiva call for a couple days and we just sort of like celebrated like how like remember how crazy normal was how crazy was she <laughs> she was so crazy she moved to new orleans like oh i like, like that. stuff like that it was a really i mean aside from like the august osage county kind of drama that happens yeah. that's expected eat the fish well, bitch exactly <laughs> um, Eat the gefilte, you bitch. Legit. Um, <laughs> like aside from like any of that, like it was just like a very, like a very fun time, and like not to make fun of the death of a family right, member. But it's nice to have it, a moment of warmth. Exactly. It was very warm, and it was everyone in the family and like some friends. It was it was great. That's good. Um, so now the this family that my that side of my family because they are my family even if they're not blood related now they're in the shiva call stage so they are going to be spending i think they're like day three at this point they're going to spend the next i guess four days continuing to pray because in the jewish religion that prayer because jew like jews don't have a heaven or hell but there is like an afterlife there is a garden of eden in this afterlife and if you're not already there then you spend your time praying for that soul to ascend to the heavy side. I mean, the Garden of Eden. Um, Yeesh! So... The heavy side layer. <laughs> Again, I saw cats last week. I'm still hooked. Um, okay, so... Do you want to know, like, crazy times that the priest comes to a yes. Christian's house? Okay. So, obviously... They Exorcisms. Make, they make house calls if someone's sick. Yes. 
Yes, and exorcisms are real. I believe it. Yeah, I've never seen one, but I mean, I, I, I believe that a demon could, even if it's not religiously based, like a demon could inhabit your body. Yeah. Duh, there are demons and spirits everywhere. Legit. Legit. They're in this realm, I bet. I mean, we're in a pre-war I building. I would be surprised. How, how many people do you think died in this building? Oh, I don't know, but I'm fascinated to find out. I bet a lot. I wish there was a city listing for them. Right? 311, how- hello? <laughs> Hey, 311, what's your call for? I just want to know who died in my building. What? No, I mean, like, like just well, in general. the city, like, no, but yeah, you have to, a real estate broker or agent has to tell you when someone has um, committed suicide in a unit you're considering. Did you know that? I did. I did Died of that. natural causes is not a, of concern, okay. but um, suicides, they have to tell you about that. Sure. And if there was any um, homicides. Yeah. If there were murders. Mm-hmm. Murders. Um, I love how I had to explain that. Like, you didn't know what homicide was. <laughs> I just had a moment where I heard the law and order, the dun-dun. Right. <laughs> John, oh, because in, in my head I'm playing, murder, she wrote. Oh, yeah. No, did you know that the law and order sound when written out in the law and order scripts is chung-chung? Chung. Wait, we talk, did we talk about that on the I show? I think we talked about it on one of the early, Lost episodes. Early, early, yeah. Oh, or, okay. I think it was a Lost, lost episode. Chun-chun. Yeah. Chun-chun. Um, okay, yeah, but they have to tell you that. What was he going to say? Oh, priests come to bless houses. So I'm sure rabbis do a version of this, but when you move into a new home... The priest comes and will like incense the whole motherfucker <laughs> and then will take a bunch of holy water and they walk room to room and throw it at all your stuff. I'm not kidding. With like a little, with like a little, it almost looks like, like a, like a melon baller. <laughs> it's like a little spray baller, like a little cat. Like. No, 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 no. But it's like, it's like a little like, t- like thing with tongs and you like scoop some holy water out and then as he swings yeah, it at stuff, it I've like lets it. go a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my parents used to have us have the priest over, Father Nick, and he used to he used to spray the house. <laughs> Imagine like putting that in like your shared iCal events, like <laughs> Father, like Wednesday, twelve p.m. Father Nick comes over to spray the house. <laughs> he had a great name, Father Nick Athanelis. Ooh, yes, my priest. We had Rabbi. Rabbi Massey and Rabbi Caruso? Oh, we had Bishop Cahoon, too. Bishop Cahoon. Very Southern. Yeah. Oh, Bishop Cahoon. Yes, he's coming on over. (laughs) He gonna bless your house. Bless your house. Father Nick is one of them Greeks. Oh. But he can still also bless the house. But we welcome him. It's fine. Yes, but we also should have beer ready for him. (laughs) It's really funny to see a priest drink, and I've seen that happen a lot. Because they don't take... Like, in, in Episcopalian and Anglicanism, which, like, is a very formal version of the Church of mm-hmm. England. That's what my parents are a part of, Anglicanism. Um, they're Anglican Catholic. And, uh, essentially, they don't, like, priests don't take a vow of celibacy. And they don't take a vow of, okay. like, abstaining from from temptations or anything. Really? No, yeah. The, like, Bishop Cahoon was married with kids and everything. But I do think, I, there's not a rule for it, but I think women can only go as high as, like, um, being like lay readers um, okay. and like reading lessons during the service. I, I, I don't know any of them that have gone to seminary for, you know, like not that they wouldn't be accepted. I just don't think they apply but because it's, it's like, still are there very, any lady priests? It's very old white man. There, to my knowledge, there are no lady priests. Because I, there are lady like ministers. Ministers and, and yeah, but bishops and priests, anything Catholicism related, like sure. it's just not a, yeah, no. Yeah. No, that, I mean, there that's are not any lady because, cardinals. There are yeah. not obviously no female pope. Yeah. Ooh, I don't want to see the young pope. I, I want to see, see the lady fema- pope. Lady pope. Yes. Lady pope. Lady pope. Well, we have Olivia Pope. That's Olivia enough. Pope. Close enough. We wear the white hats. Right. <laughs> um, 
Um, uh, that just makes me think of Popra, which is just literally Pope and Oprah together. Like, Pope Oprah. Did you hear that someone asked Oprah what she thought about running for president? She goes, well, I saw that today. She, yeah, she was like, if Donald did it, sure. Yeah, like, so can I. Like, of course. You, she's like, not gonna. Come I mean, on. like, but, like, she would actually, like, she would win, like, for real, for real. Like, for, for not for play play. Not for play play. <laughs> the only woman richer than her is, like, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. And, like, the Sultan of Brunei's girlfriend. So, like. <laughs> Like, not that I remember so much of my Jewish upbringing from a religious standpoint. Like, yeah, I was bar mitzvah, I went to Hebrew school. But, like, I just never learned any other religions. And I just never took a class on it. Because by the time I was bar mitzvah, like, I was like, well, I fulfilled, like, my religion quota for the next lifetime. Um, and, like, I, I find it all fascinating. Like, I'm interested to hear about, like, other people's beliefs personally and religiously as far as, like, what they came, like, what they were raised believing and that kind of stuff. I know it's not important to you, but, like, if you settle down with a nice Jewish girl, I know you mostly go out with goyish women, but, like, <laughs> if you settle down with a nice Jewish girl and you were like, all right, I'm ready to put a ring on it, would your family mm-hmm. be over the fucking moon? Uh, Honeybee probably wouldn't care that much, right? Um, they... I, I think they would be... I, they There would be a sense of, like, relief that she's Jewish, even <laughs> though it's not, like, important to them. Like... Their, their standards for my way of life have gone down tremendously over the past 20 years. <laughs> because, like, it starts out, like, nice Jewish woman. And then it starts out, like, okay, well, you're not gay, are you? And then it's, like, whoever you love, we're fine with it. <laughs> All right, are we ready for the quiz? I think we're ready Thank for the quiz. Thank you for sharing that. I think of that, I, I'm so sorry for your loss. And Thank I really, you. I'm, I'm honored that you shared that. Thank, I'm, and I'm okay. I mean, I guess, if anything, it was just about how complicated losing a person can be. Yes. 